welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. Ha! You bet. We're back. We're live. We're in person. There's a tremendous energy in the gym. Riley, it's opening day for Major League Baseball. My Orioles are 1-0. They're on the path to 162-0. So it's going to be an undefeated season. It's Dude, incredible. That would be absolutely insane what if that would a take. baseball team... Because that hasn't even been done in basketball with 82 and 0. 73 and 9? I wonder if a baseball team, like, if you tried to make it happen, like, manipulated the rules. For example, what if one team was allowed to play with 11 players in the field? Okay, 11 guys defensively. And on top of that, they only had to bat their six best hitters. I wonder. What would they need to do for pitching? Mm. Get two outs instead of three? Or if they can do it. Wonder if it could be done. Somebody needs to find out. Let's start changing the rules. Major League Baseball is changing a lot of rules this year. And let's all, change that one. And all the pitchers on that one team can all pitch over 100 miles per hour and consistently. What if, and what if the stakes were really high? Like, hey, if you lose a single game. We kill your child. I mean, maybe a little dark. I was thinking more of you get sent to Canada. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That... You're right. Mine was darker. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> no, but, Toronto Blue Jays. Dude, beautiful, beautiful time of year. The start of baseball, it just – oh. It feels so good because there's actually hope for my Orioles this year. Normally, the start of the season goes like, oh, yeah, well, here we go. We're going to lose a ton of games again. I think we'll be all right this year. We just want to get above 500 for two years in a row. That's all I'm asking. That's all I've set my expectations at. I think that's fairly realistic. I'm opening my heart up slowly, ready to be hurt again. Let's see what happens. I saw a Cardinals player sing the national anthem. I don't know if it was good. Was it good? Did you watch the video? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Heard about it. Didn't see it. Yeah, so. I'll check it out. Aaron Judge hit a homer because that's what Aaron Judge I does. So baseball is officially back. Yeah. My fantasy baseball uh, opponent this week, my dear sweet friend Jesse, is notorious for not paying very good attention to his lineup, as in not setting it, as in as of today, okay? And you have to set your lineup before first pitch for – each player there. Let's see. He had one batter that was on the IL. So in other words, not available in his starting lineup. He had one pitcher that's also on the IL in his starting lineup and a completely open spot. Sounds like Jesse wasn't filled. Sounds like Jesse needs to get his stuff together. He did almost. I saw that at the very, the very last minute. Here's the kind of friend I am, right? I thought, should I text him? Like Jesse set your lineup. I chose not to. That's the kind of friend I have. Like, no, I want to win. I don't blame you. And so I didn't. Uh, but I did see that Jesse, to his credit, was able to fill the empty slot, got his injured batter out, but didn't get there in time to get the injured pitcher out before the lineup's locked. So he does have one guy on the IL. Also, this pitcher, Carlos Rodon for the Yankees, has been injured. It's a known thing that he's been injured for like the last two weeks. Unlike Justin Verlander, who today, the day the season starts, all of a sudden you find out, oh, sorry, Verlander's actually going to start the year on the IL. That would have been understandable, right? Kind of a last minute, didn't see this coming. It's been a couple weeks. So anyway, it's just a sign for me that spring is coming. New life, new opportunities. 
Green freaking grass. I was outside in a t-shirt today. Incredible. It was incredible. Incredible. It felt freeing. Yeah, because it, it is. I let the guns loose. I'll tell you what, you have to. Yeah. Right? Just just go shirtless all year round. With all these restrictions. Right? Right? There are no more restrictions. Be free. Let's cut loose. So, And, and that's really what we're here to do today is cut loose. We're fresh-ish off of having seen Shazam. That was a delight. Prior to that, we got to see Ant-Man Quantumania. Now we have a nice buffer of time between the next big flick, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, comes out in May. That's going to come out very quickly. I mean, we're recording this one of the last days of March, which is wild. So we are fast approaching that film. In the meantime, we are waiting patiently for The Mandalorian to conclude so we can binge every single Mandalorian episode and recap it for you lovely listeners. And I watched John Wick 4 on Monday. Oh, I heard that was great. How'd you feel about it? Oh, it was awesome. There yeah. was one yeah. fight scene that lasted about, well, I mean, the whole movie's fight scene. a fight scene. scene. Right, right, right. But there's but one particular part. There's of one part for about 10 minutes. Yeah. John Wick fights with one nunchuck, and it is so badass. One nunchuck? Just one nunchuck. Were the Ninja Turtles there? That's a disappointment. But he smoked some people. That is awesome. What were some of the highlights for you from John Wick? Because I've seen John Wick 1, John Wick 2. I'll get around to seeing John Wick 3 and 4. First of all, one of my favorite franchises. Um, Yes. Yes. But But you're not going to spoil or ruin anything for me. I'll still watch him. Uh, Donnie Yen is in this movie. Ooh. And he plays a blind guy. Okay. Dude tears it up. Okay. It, it's awesome. All right. Um, was he on John Wick's side or adversary? It's complicated. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay. Trying to remember um, everything that happened. Uh, yeah. It. Let's just say it starts off with a bang. Sure. Um, the opening scene was like it sets the the tone for the How whole movie. How long was the movie altogether? Like two. Two and a half hours. That long. That's I think they good for I, a John Wick. Movie. I think they said the original cut was three hours and forty five minutes. What? Yeah, and they had a cut back, obviously. For sure. For sure. Uh, but where's it rank for you, personal preference, in relation to the other John Wick movies? I see. They're I got very enjoyable. I got to remember all of them because it's okay. It's two hours and fifty minutes. So, okay. um, this one's up there. This one might be number one. The first one's like classic, sure. sets the tone. Yep. Two, it kind of like stretches it out. And then three, it's like him against the world. So, and then four. That's what I remember about the second movie is it was a little more world building than anything else. Right. And then the fourth yeah. one is him against the 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 commanders, essentially, or the, the, of the hidden society of assassins. So. Have they already started making John Wick 5? They put it on hold, so they are mm. making a TV show called The Ballerina with Ana de Armas, and John Wick's supposed to make an appearance. Okay. Is she in the fourth movie? No. Huh. It's... Alright. Right. It's weird. If you haven't seen the movie, I won't go into why it's weird where it is, That's but... That's fine. It's like... Yeah. 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 Oh, and there's really cool... Um, whew, almost spilled my milk. Uh, there's like a, they're in France for mm. a good portion of the movie, mm-hmm. and you know how there's that one big arch. Right. They 
that's a, just a giant roundabout, essentially. Sure. And there's... Perfect place for a fight. Right. And then they've Perfect. cars come in. There's a couple scenes I'm like, if this was real life, he would have been dead there, <laughs> there, and there. Because a lot of people get hit with cars. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yes. That's great. It's fantastic. Great movie. Great, great movie. Go watch it. I love every minute. And then we get Mario in April as well. And Are you going to see that? Oh, I'd be damned if I don't go. Wow. I, I will okay, be, you're in. I will be there front row. Jack Black is Bowser. We are in the peak of cinema. Okay, but why, if Jack Black is going to be in it as Bowser... Why animate him? Why not just put him in a Bowser suit and have him be the live-action part of the movie? Did you see him come on the Kelly Clarkson show? I don't watch that show. Okay? I saw this. That was a test you right. passed, and I can also pass by saying no. But, like, they were probably... Promo- caught it in a couple of weeks. Right. I was once a faithful viewer. They brought out, like, the Mario cast. So, like, Charlie Day, yeah. Keegan-Michael Key, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. And then he didn't come on right away. And then he's, like, in a full Bowser costume. Oh. And he's like, they told me that they were all going to be in costume. <laughs> and then I'm here. And so he's just sitting there the whole interview in a Bowser costume. And it's hilarious. Jack can pull that So, off. yes, Jack Black is Mar- or Jack Black is Bowser. That's I will great. be there front row. Okay, now help me here because my interwebs are not working. Didn't Donnie Yen, all right, and I could be... I'm going to take a leap here, and this could go really poorly. He said he played a blind guy in mm-hmm. John Wick 4. Yes. Did he not also play a blind guy in Rogue One, A Star Wars Story? Or am I thinking of the other? <laughs> no, you're right. I believe you are right. Okay, I think I am too. And I, the reason I say I'm taking a risk is that there's an awkward chance that I am uh, misremembering this particular martial artist actor. Oh, he's in so be, many martial art movies. Right, right. But I thought, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering that right because Donnie Yen is also in the Ip Man movies, if I'm remembering that right. I have not seen all of them, but the first one is insane. The, the sheer skill that he has is crazy. He was in the first John Wick? I don't remember that. Was he in Rogue One? I've got... I've, because if he was, I'm this look- is multiple times he's played a blind guy. Star Wars. And relatively close together. And as far as I know, Donnie is thoroughly not blind. Donnie Yen. He's got a nap for it. Wow, I feel really good about that pull. May, swing. He was the good. May the Force Be With You guy. Yes. May the Force Be With You. Yes, he's got the stick rather than the lightsaber. There's, there's another actor that I really well, like. He, that wasn't even his line, though. It was, I am one with the Force... And the force. That's it. Yes. Right. I botched it. Yep. That's okay. No, it's okay. Um, Since I've seen that, and I'm not even sure I said it word for word correctly. Oh, Donnie Yen. What a what a guy. Isn't it a shame that he never actually got to wield a real lightsaber? I know. It's great that he's got a staff. Yes, he can do great things with that. But give him a lightsaber. They probably didn't, because if they had, he would have made everybody else that's ever wielded a lightsaber look bad. It's true. See, I also liked. Uh, there's another guy in John Wick Four that I really like because he was also in Bullet Train. It was uh, mm-hmm. Hiro- Hiroyuki Sonata. Okay, he's this dude. I'll yep, yep. Last Samurai guy. Yes. yes. Yeah, he's he's a badass yes. in this movie too. Fantastic. So it was. It's a great movie. He's oh, he's in Rush Hour Two, or he was in Rush Hour Three. 
Ooh, I don't Which one was that. he the bad? Was he the bad guy in Rush Hour Three? Could have been. Oh, He's he was really the brother. Good medicine. Was the brother in Rush Hour Three? <laughs> I just watched all the Rush Hour movies. Like, well, these are good connections. You're four at. months. Nice. Oh, ago, four months ago, because they're all on Netflix. I just watch all three. I'm like, you know what? I'm <laughs> been forever since I watched the first one, and I know I've seen bits. Yeah, dude, yeah. he was badass in that movie. Yeah, and he was in the Wolverine. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, he is. My world That's is right. my world is expanding he's in, he's, right now. He's pretty consistent with who he is. Here's what's a little odd, okay? In terms of Marvel continuity, he's in the Wolverine, right? Has a fairly not uh, not insignificant role, and then he's in Endgame. It says that. What was he in Endgame? He gets killed by Hawkeye when Hawkeye is Ronan. When we are introduced to really? Hawkeye in the Ronan persona. And we see Hawkeye taking out, well, we don't actually see him taking out in Japan adversary after adversary. We see him have a sword fight with one guy. That's the guy he kills. That's him. Yeah. (sighs) Kind of like. It feels like they botched him being in it, though. It's totally totally Endgame outkicking its coverage in the sense that, wow, you had that guy be the kind of token dude that you need to see Hawkeye kill. But maybe he was just all in on it. He's like, wait, this means I get to be in this movie? I just have to die and I get to fight with the sword? This is what I do. This is it what I be. do. I'm it in. could be. And it could also be like that. Right. I mean, who among us would not say, wait, I get to be in this movie franchise and I just have to be in it for a little bit, but then I get to have been in it? I'm in. But That's also, great. like, think about from the stance of that's who Hawkeye kills. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't kill a scrub. He's, he killed a badass. Correct. Dude. Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Somewhere out there, there's got to be an extended scene of the fight between Hawkeye and that guy. Well, it's just... There's got to be. I don't know why I thought... Well, it's because of Jackie Chan. But you know they're making a new animated uh, Ninja Turtle movie. Oh, okay. From I, Seth Rogen. Oh, no. And Jackie Chan is voicing Master Splinter. Not 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 something you're like. I'm kind of excited for it. Okay, I like that. Cast the reaction really isn't very positive. Jackie Chan is Splinter. Okay, maybe. Also, maybe I don't trust Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's fair. Enough. Yeah. Also, I they might have the most badass casting in all Ninja Turtles because Juan Carlo Despacito is voicing Baxter Stockman. Oh my. He should do a live Baxter Stockman, by the way, because that that is so that is a perfect Goodness. casting for him. Okay, who do they cast as the turtle voices? Uh, like up and coming actual okay, teenagers. Okay, so still unknowns. It's it's a bunch of teenage kids. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. From what I understand, gotcha. um, gotcha, gotcha. Let's see here. There's other people that you know. Seth Rogen is doing Bebop. Of course, he is. And then Rocksteady is John Cena. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, let's see here. I'm starting to like this, and I don't want to. This just makes me want to go back and watch the original Ninja Turtle movies. I have them in there. Mm-kay. All Press three on DVD. Yep. Take a break. Uh, let's see here. No, 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 no. It wasn't this. What? John Cena. Okay. Mutant Mayhem is what it's called. Mutant Mayhem. That's it. Yes. <laughs> How to remember it. The animation yeah. looks... Fantastic as well. Let's, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you're saying I should trust this? I should. I well, I, you don't I have to trust it, it. Maybe I should give it a chance. But 
the cast is actually pretty stellar. So they right. have right. uh, they Paul Rudd's in it as Mondo Gecko. Dang so it. he's just a mutant gecko. Dang it. Uh, let's see here. Oh. Who else? Who else? Um, do you know Hannibal Burris? Not a name that I'm familiar with. He's also in this as a as a uh, some kind of lizard mutant mutant, mutant frog. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Ice Cube is playing a mutant guy as oh well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Good Post grief. Malone is playing a mutant. Good grief. Yes. And then they kind of got a little like 2023 with the cast, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Well, hey, let's. We've got the bracket to get to. For those that tuned in on our previous pod, we had the first round of our JP and the Beans, what will be an annual bracket, and we went through round number one. It was a delight. We have rounds two and three on the docket for today. Well, actually, two, three, and four. Yeah, sorry. No. Rounds two, three, we'll have the round two competition, round three, and round four. So ah. we get all the way down to the final four. Which we will save for the next pod. But we've got some serious competition that's going to take place. We're excited about that. Before we get that far, though, we've got just a hodgepodge, a nice big grab bag of news that we want to recap and discuss. And I think let's actually start on the DC side. Smaller bit of news, which is fine. But we're going to spend some more time on the Marvel side. So there's been rumors, Riles, which we love talking them rumors, about the Batman 2 and the villains that we're going to see in that movie. And your face, which shows pure delight, is an indicator of how you feel about this news. Why don't you just introduce them? I mean, you're happy. I don't want to take it from you. Clayface is rumored for this movie, Clayface. which I have been talking up forever. Mm-hmm. Been talking up forever. Now, I will say this. If they... Don't give him powers and they make him some, like, mask guy. Sure. I will burn it to the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want I want monster. monster for you. Right. Yeah. Well, don't get me started. Mm-hmm. That one's the worst. I don't think <laughs> you can... I don't, I, don't, I don't think you can get much worse. That one's number one for worst. Mm-hmm. Second would mm-hmm. probably be Mandarin Iron Man 3. Oof. That one hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. For other reasons, okay? But mm-hmm. I want, I would love this to be like a monster movie detective thriller. He doesn't know who the bad guy is because he could be anyone. Sure, sure. It's perfect. Sure. It's the perfect detective movie, and I hope they just may- make him the main guy. And, you know... It would be kind of cool if, you know, they incorporated other villains, but, like, he was pretending to be the... <laughs> the potential's endless. Okay, the potential is endless, well, and, I like and I'm that, excited. I like that angle of how it fits into the Batman as a detective narrative, right? right. Because what a what an absolutely tricky foe to try and handle when your opponent... You may not even know who your opponent is because of their ability to change shape at will and then you know when it times to when it comes time to engage in fisticuffs oh is an enormous and physically unstoppable being who could drown you in his body yikes because and you know there's gonna be one of those cool scenes where he's like he throws a batarang at like gordon and 
He'd be like, oh, did you know it was me? And he'd be like, <laughs> Gordon doesn't say sup or something like that, you know? Whatever the tell is. <laughs> right, right. You know that's going to be in there. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. But. I, I mean, I don't disagree that Clayface would be a fantastic villain. What is yet not clear is that the Matt Reeves Batman movie that we got felt very much related to, uh, and by related, I mean literally a relative of the Christopher Nolan Batmans, which were, everybody's favorite word at the time, grounded. Okay? So I'm not sure, only because it hasn't been shown yet. I don't think it's not possible. They just haven't shown us in the Matt Reeves world, hey, here's how this more uh, odd, unique mystical is not the right word, but imaginative element can take place, right? Where does that fit in? I wonder. And I think there's still room for that to be there. I agree. Just hasn't been shown yet. So I don't right. think it's closed off. I don't think it's not possible. That just has not been explored or revealed in any tangible way. So we'll see. Don't botch it. Don't botch it. I want a monster match. Okay, so who else... Along with Clayface, oh, who else would you like to see as a villain in this movie? If you had to pick right now, and you got plenty of you know time between now and then, you can change your answer. But March thirtieth, March thirtieth, twenty twenty-three, who else are you picking? Well, I'm just gonna. I want. I want somebody that's not gonna outclass Clayface. Okay. If I'm making Clayface the focus, He's your so, primo. right? So Mister yep. Freeze is off the table because I want Mister Freeze to be the primary focus when he comes in. Mm-hmm. If we're going comic accurate, my wife is frozen in a vat yeah. because she's got yeah. some weird disease. Okay, so no Clayface Mister Freeze combo. Right. Okay. So I'm thinking somebody like it's an either or, not right. both and. Penguin can still be involved. Oh, he's there for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a known quantity. I'm trying to think of other like Mad Hatter maybe. I'm just trying to think of like mm. some lower tier Batman villains. Zaz wouldn't be terrible. But we kind of got him but kind of didn't. But I want like Do a, you want a Poison Ivy? That's yeah, that's tricky cuz she you could make the argument that she could be the main focus. I don't mm-hmm. think she I think I think in a way whether you like her character or not, I think she kind of outclasses Clayface. Okay. So maybe not her, okay. or maybe not have her be a focus. Like, sure. she can be there, but she doesn't have a focus in the movie. Because gotcha. it would it would also be probably beneficial if they had, like, other characters with abilities. Yeah. So she would, right. in that sense, she would fit really well in there. Right. Mr. Freeze, in that sense, would fit really well in there. Yeah. So maybe a Killer Croc would fit here, mm-hmm. because he's kind of that monster... But I don't want to just pair those two up because they're monsters. If you're going to go Clayface, I would, I would kind of like to see them lean into the, the weirdness, the monsterness of it with a little Solomon Grundy. That's another great one. I mean, like if we're going to go Clayface, which is one of the strangest Batman villains, and least let's just say least grounded. Right. How about the dude that doesn't die? Like that is. Not zombie, but uh, far from human as well. Man Bat would be good. Mm -hmm. Mm Because that's a villain that I never want to be the primary Batman villain. (laughs) Right. 
right. I'm just going to no, say that right off there. the bat not now. Not there. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that would be another good one where it's like Agreed. mix of like, because you can play him as the sympathetic villain in the sense of he's mm-hmm. trying to help Bruce sure. come up with a cure for Clayface sure. and instead decides to test on himself Classic with something. Classic move. Whoops. And tried then, on myself, turned into a monster. And then there's a bat on the loose. Whoops. So <laughs> that's another great example. Uh-huh. But I think... I think you lean into the the super powered villain. Yeah. Yeah. To complement that. Yeah. I like those answers. And as we're discussing villains, I think what's becoming more clear to me is I would really enjoy seeing an awesome Robin show up in this movie. I would love for Batman to have to have a partner in this movie. I think that would just be a delight, and there's so much room, so much opportunity to get Robin right. And it will probably be Dick Grayson mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the new Batman and Ro- Batman and right. Brave and the Bold movie will right. be Damien yep. confirmed. Yep. So if this is how we get our Dick Grayson Robin, I'm all in. Totally agree. I think that would be dope. Totally agree. And maybe it can help, you know, since Bruce has seen the light in the world, maybe mm-hmm. Robin can help bring more light. Yes. Into the world yes. for Brucey. Yeah. So I I think that would be I think that would be fantastic and potentially a really strong juxtaposition. Whereas his world is getting stranger, crazier, harder to understand. That you have this grounding force, which is when Robin is done right. That's a big part of who he is and why he's necessary to exist for the character of Batman as he helps ground Batman in reality, helps keep him from just falling into the dark side of his nature. And so that would be fantastic. You have these monstrous clay face, Solomon Grundy, man bat beings, and then you've got Robin. So pulling the characters metaphorically right, right in two different directions, I think would be I think it'd be really strong, just that juxtaposition. It's like these things should not coexist, and that just creates a lot of natural conflict just in those characters existing in the same movie, existing in the same story together. Right, and I kind of would like to see this second movie where, now I don't want a lot of these, but I wouldn't mind actually seeing Robert Pattinson play Bruce Wayne Mm. just a wee bit more to be like, oh, he's actually gotten himself out of the cave and is trying to establish his life outside of Batman along with or yeah. and using he doesn't it have to more. wear sunglasses indoors during the daytime. Right. <laughs> right. He's actually familiar with the light. Right. So I think yeah. and then Robin would be a very good catalyst for that. Yeah, you know, some that's a that's a great point because the Batman movie uh, it's going to be necessary if they're going to, con- and we know this is this is not a if. This is a, they're going to do this. They're going to continue making movies with this iteration of Batman. Uh, they, for better or for worse, with as much time as they spent with Batman in the Batman, they do have to give more time to Bruce Wayne because if you don't, it's going to get very imbalanced and not in a healthy way. I loved the imbalance in the first Batman movie where oh, it was same. heavy with the Batman and a much smaller percentage with Bruce Wayne. But I think that wears on you a little bit if you don't weave in more development of Bruce as the character. Um, because so much of the Batman story 
was Bruce and his persona of Batman getting redeemed. He was in a really tough spot, like not in a good place. He gets out of that place, comes into a better place. That has to play out through how much we see Bruce Wayne because one of the reasons we saw Bruce Wayne so little is because of how unhealthy of an outlet the Batman was becoming for Bruce. He didn't want to be Bruce. He just wanted to be Batman all the time. And so as he gets healthier out of necessity, he has to be Bruce more. And so if that progression is going to continue for that character, we're going to see more of Bruce growing or Batman growing. Bruce has to show up more. And it doesn't have to be a 50-50. I'm certainly not advocating I don't that. want it to be 50-50. But in the first movie, it's probably like... 10%, 90%? I wouldn't even say 10. I'd say 5. Yeah, it, was, only... it was borderline double digits. Because when he has his mask off in the cave, he's still Batman. <laughs> Correct. Okay, He's Bruce Correct. for five minutes when he has to show up at a funeral. <laughs> and that doesn't even last long. his butler's hospital bed. Right. So right. Not, uh, not often at all. Uh, but it probably needs to get closer to the 2080, right? Or 2575. And I wouldn't go any more than I that. I totally agree. Because totally agree. that's why this movie thrived is because it was Batman yep. and not Bruce Wayne. Totally agree. And it's very easy to swing too far to the other side where you get so involved and engaged with the, the, you know, the character with the person behind the mask that you lose some valuable time right. with alter ego. I I, I, enjoy and adore the Dark Knight trilogy. I do think that that is a tangible weakness that the Dark Knight Rises really struggles with is it spends not enough time with Batman. There's so much time spent with Bruce and it's it's done well, but I still wish in that movie, man, if we could have had just more of more of Batman, less of Bruce, even by 10, 15 minutes, that movie would have been much, much better off for it. So Hard balance to find, but I think to your point, hey, err on the side of a lot of Batman and enough of Bruce. I think that's the right side to to err on in this case. For sure. Yeah, no question. I I love that you said because I I had forgotten. Oh my gosh, that's right. Colin Farrell's the Penguin. He's going to be in this. So oh, for sure, you've got the Penguin. You'll have let's say the rumor is valid. We'll have Clayface. There's probably just room for one more adversary. Right of any of any tangible note, so it'll be fascinating to see in the months to come and more news around this development comes out. How this actually kind of solidifies, Mr. Pig. Oh, jeez, dude, Mr. I don't know if I'll go see it. Mr. Pig in that setting. Nope, that's a horror movie, dude. Correct. That is, and I hate horror movies. I don't like being scared. That is a hundred percent a horror movie. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't either. No. No. Okay. Well, we know who we don't want to see. I regret bringing it up, to be honest. (laughs) I forgive you. But he came to me last second. (laughs) Uh, That is the bulk of our DC news. Real quick, I I did actually want to throw a quick plug. The Flash movie, which doesn't come out until June, is releasing like fresh TV spots now, which I find unnecessary. It's like, oh, throttle back. There's a long time between now and June. You don't have to fire up the hype train quite so soon. I think they're trying to fix the mistake they made with Shazam 2 and we're like, oh, we didn't market for that movie yeah, at all. We need yeah. to we need to overmarket. Yeah. Overmarket all the money into the Flash. Oh, what would a surprise that would be? Another overcorrection. 
Anyway, I just want to throw that out there just to really bum us out. So now that I've done that, how about some Marvel news, Riles? Hit me. Yes. So there's, again, a hodgepodge to cover here. There has been a lot of behind-the-scenes movement within the uh, within the Disney leadership world. And that, of course, flows into the Marvel world. There have been several executives... Um, on the Marvel Entertainment branch. Now, that's different. That is separate from Marvel Films, but uh, a, let's call it a cousin, if not a sibling. And there have been members of the family, of the Marvel Studios family, that have been axed recently. So there is a culling, a culling of sorts that is pretty obvious is taking place on the leadership front. Um, I, I would wager to call this the Iger effect. I brought up several months ago how Bob Iger's return as the CEO of Disney was marked by him publicly stating that something that Disney must do, and Marvel, of course, fell under Bob's leadership when it grew into the studio powerhouse that it is now, that Disney must get back to prioritizing the quality of the content that they release as opposed to sheer volume or quantity of content. And this is fresh on the heels of Disney Plus, getting its feet underneath it, and Phase 4 being littered with content between movies and shows. Obviously, part of what no one could anticipate that created this additional backlog was the pandemic, which delayed a number of productions. So what was already a very full year-to-year slate became that much more saturated. But even with all of that, I don't think anybody that has watched these movies through the years and then through the last couple of years would argue that, hey, phase four, that was a banger of a phase. (coughs) That was, out of all four phases, one of my favorite phases. There are bits and pieces here and there that were really solid. Obviously, Spider-Man... Far, oh my gosh, I'm going to quote no, the wrong no way one. Home. No way home. I, almost, I do that every time. It's embarrassing. Toby. <sighs> Toby was there. You're right. Toby was there. That's. I just need to call it the Spider-Man Toby movie, but even that's not clear. So I'm hopeless. I have no chance. Spider, Spider-Man. Spider-Man No Way Home. We're going to have to practice this later. Peter 1, camera. Peter 2, <laughs> Peter 3. All the in three one Peter movie. Spider-Man movie. That was tremendous, on par with any previously released Marvel movie. I love that movie so much. But that was really it as far as what hit that level, what hit that top tier. And after that, you had a bunch of, this is okay, this is okay, and then some stinkers, you might say. (laughs) Poo-poo. Yep, poo-poo, straight poo. Uh, Some tough ones. And the TV shows, I think, were a particular question both going in and then unfortunately coming out as far as how critical are they going to be are they going to be necessary to watch and enjoy and understand the movies and is that even what we want for the tv shows was another question the reason i'm bringing up the tv shows right so this is all context for what will turn into our discussion is that there are now only two disney plus marvel shows that are actually confirmed to come out in 2023. We did it. Sh- <laughs> That's this right. podcast That's right. did it. Difference makers right here. You're welcome. They listen. Loki, 
sometime later in 2023. Coming still, soon. Still, still that infamous coming soon banner in the when is this being released world. So TBD, Secret Invasion is the other, and we know that that is excuse me, being released sometime in June. Which will be awesome. Now, again, for some additional context, you and I predicted Secret Invasion was going to come out in March. Well, March is almost over and we missed that one. In our defense, our prediction was based off of how last year's Disney Plus shows were released. Where you had, yes, every other month it was a new show. And... Now we're seeing a very different release structure and not only release structure, but a choice of content where there are going to be people that will delight and enjoy watching the secret invasion show because you know, and connect with the character of Nicholas Fury, right? Known quantity, Nick Fury, secret invasion. Loki had a great first season overachieved. No question. To the point that it has gained a worthwhile fandom and probably proved to be, out of all the shows, the best blend of how does this fit into the movies, which it did a great job of fitting into the movies, but no one had to see the Loki show to watch, enjoy, and understand any of the movies that came out after it, including Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania. That had Kang. That had Kang. That introduced the character of Kang. So that's some pretty impressive balance, some pretty impressive work. Whereas contrast that with WandaVision, which I enjoyed, you enjoyed less. If you didn't watch that show, and we talked about this after the Doctor Strange movie from last summer, that's a confusing character turn. There wasn't a whole lot of exposition within that movie of, hey, here's why Wanda's in this place. Yeah, they didn't really... That's tough. They didn't really make her a sympathetic villain in that. They made no. her a straight-up villain. No. It right. would have been... They right. would have been helped in the sense of, like, if they would have done it in Shazam 2, where yep. he breaks the stick. Yeah. Except 15 minutes of her going through her whole process of right. the Darkhold taking over. Right. And without getting too... So without getting too deep into it, I still want to recap some. Hawkeye sucked. That was a bad show. Crap. That was tough. Did Hawkeye the character dirty? Did the Kingpin cameo real dirty? Missed the mark. Oh, boy. That was tough. Uh, Moon Knight had some really great moments, but literally blacked out at different times. Oh, God, don't get me started. I know. And I loved Moon Knight. I know. And so we had some, some bummers, some near misses. But the lack of consistency, on the one hand, you can understand that, hey, we're trying new things, we're experimenting, fair enough. But what this year, with the full slate being repeated for every couple of months, another Disney plus Marvel show, it didn't feel like lessons were being learned. It felt like uh, we would like to keep making all the money, so we're just going to keep throwing these out. Echo, you bet. Agatha, Covenant of Darkness, you bet. And I'm not saying that those can't be good or worthwhile shows eventually. But... I'm going to say they're not going to be. That's going to take... They may not be. And if they're going to be, those need some more time in the slow cooker. Those you don't have built up character character equity like you do with Nick Fury and Secret Invasion where people are going to go, I'm going to give this a benefit of the doubt. 
I'm going to watch it. I'm probably going to enjoy it. You've got a lot more work to do to make the character of Echo worthwhile for her own show. Same with Agatha. That's going to take a lot of work. It can be done. I mean, and it can be done in the sense that new TV shows with new characters that none of us know before are made and produced and enjoyed all the time. So it is possible. But those shows took time to get made. The shows that come out that have well-developed characters, that is a hard process. And that does not happen when the main priority is, hey, here's your deadline. Let's go. We got to get this out. So I take this holistically as encouraging news because rather than settling into what the last year and a half or so has been, I see it as a opportunity to course correct before Marvel gets too far off course. There's a chance to salvage is too strong of a word because things aren't burning, um, but there is work to be done and this to me says there's some hope on the horizon. That's a lot of me talking, Riles. What do you got with all this? Yeah, take your time, homie. Well, that's all I got. You hit. You're welcome. You hit a lot right? of you're great welcome, points. Marvel. Right. Take. Keep listening to this podcast, Bobby. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll hook you up with the goods. But yeah, just just take your time, and then especially the characters we don't care about, make us care. <laughs> Us care, me, sorry, yes. you know. If Daredevil came out before Echo, I wouldn't be upset. Right. And then you introduce her again, and you're like, oh, okay. They're they're making yeah. pair. You pair up a deaf girl with a blind guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can't really talk to each other very well at all. But they actually so, they can't really communicate. <laughs> that's that's actually a rough combo. When you get. So many characters need, need other characters and a good number of other characters to be alongside of them for them to be worthwhile and relevant. I mean, geez, we just got done talking about Batman, one of the A-list superheroes of superheroes. And we had a conversation just minutes ago about how, hey, these characters that we could put either against or with Batman this matters to that character, right? The character of Batman is better off for these particular adversaries in this movie, for this particular partner in this way. So even a character like Batman, you don't just want to see Batman walking around beating up nobodies. Right. Right? He needs great villains to duel with, just like he needs great allies to partner with. That makes his character better. If that's true for Batman, that sure as heck is true for Echo. That sure as heck is true for Moon Knight, right? These are good characters, but they need to have enough of a support system around them to be worthwhile. And that means other heroes. So to your point, Daredevil show has to be first where we get introduced to Echo where she gets fleshed out and then you can branch her off. But even then, Daredevil is going to be a part of that. Other Daredevil adjacent or related characters are going to be a part of that. And that's not a weakness. That's that's just necessary. And if you can't find a good enough villain, borrow oh one boy. Borrow one from Spider-Man because he's got 102 well, two that you can use. He's got them all. He would love to loan some out right. on occasion. They're using the spot in Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Okay? 
C-list Spider-Man villain, and I'm super pumped for that. Mm -hmm. So if you can do that with the Spock, you can find somebody that can go up against Echo. Okay. Yeah. And here's so. And I'll even I'll even throw a bone to the show that I did not enjoy, She-Hulk. The first two to three episodes, they were out of that whole show the best episodes because they included worthwhile characters. You had Hulk. You had a ton of Wong in there. That was great. The show had a chance when it didn't essentially get lost in its own ego and go, no, no, it's got to be only about She-Hulk. That's where it lost its way hard. Hard. She just didn't have a chance. And again, that's a worthwhile character, but when you just put them on the island and say, hey, this is good enough. Check this character out. Oh, boy. It gets really ugly really fast. And Hulk is a weird one just because of how complicated the rights are to that character of course but of course because in, in a perfect world marvel has the rights to the hulk and she hulk gets introduced in, in the incredible hulk 2 mm-hmm. and stays around for the incredible hulk 3 and then gets her own show right that is unfortunately not how this worked right but right yeah got uh, it certainly certainly got messy yeah well i'm i'm still very excited for for Secret Invasion, but before I get too far down that road, I, I am I feel refreshed, like just emotionally refreshed as a fan with that news because we have endured now for over a year and a half, better part of two years really, just so much content that has felt half-baked. Right. And dude, I'm willing to wait longer and have less overall content to consume. And Frankly, even from a business perspective, you know, you don't even have to look at this from a, hey, this is how a story gets made better. Just from a business perspective, if you're creating your own problem, if you are oversaturating the market, scarcity is one of the absolute necessities of business. And if you're putting so much content out there that you're devaluing your own product just from the sheer volume, help yourself. Stop. I mean, it's at the point, Riley, where you cannot keep up with it. Even if you wanted to, even if you're going, hey, I would like to watch that, but I can't. That's where we're at right now. So by all means, slow down. And for goodness sakes, why would we be in a hurry anyway? Why? You already have all the resources, all the money you need. You don't actually need, you just need to put it out there and it's going to be profitable. So why quick play that, slow play the dang thing, do one movie a year if you absolutely had to, but I think that sweet spot, like we talked about on previous pod of two, three shows a year max, two, three movies a year max, that's gold right there. That is absolutely masterful. So here's hoping that those course corrections will continue and solidify and signal a new and encouraging path for Marvel, because I think so many of the characters who have had these shows and movies that we've watched and felt eh, about, there's potential for it to be better, no question. That's not who they have to be. So there's still a lot of opportunity there for it to to grow and improve. Agreed. Okay. Love it. Um, any other news items that you want to hit? That's it. Okay. I think it's about bracket time, Riles. To the bracket? Let's do it. Let's to do the, bracket. the bracket. Ho! And we're back. We, hey! We have... 
We have the largest mics in the world. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. So picking up where we left off on the previous pod, by way of recap, we had four respective regions. You had the worst co-parent region. You had the worst. I'm sorry. The partner in crime. Oh, my bad. Region. You're, you're good. You're good. I need to follow the man with the pointer. We got there. We have practiced this. Oh, I need a laser. Oh. Okay, that's beside the point. Okay, yeah, next time. Uh, that, that's next a year. whole tandem thing next that year. we can get on. Yeah, okay. yeah. The worst roomy region and the best real name region. So, we whittled it down from 64 in round number one to where we are down to 32 heading into round number two. A nice random amalgamation of heroes, villains, anti-heroes, and characters you've never perhaps heard of before. I hope so you hear most of these people. Yeah, really, there, there should be most of these should be uh, at least, especially at this point, known quantities. So without further ado, we're going to pick it up in round two. We're going to go through our round two competition to get down to the Sweet 16. We're going to go through the round three, the Sweet 16 competition, to get down to the Elite Eight, and then the round four competition, so we will eventually get down to the final four, which we will resolve on the next episode. Yeah, who's, so, Who's going to be our Miamis or oh our Florida Atlantic sets? The right. question we Where have to ask. upsets occur, opportunities are rampant. So rampant. this, and here's what's fun about this. As you may recall in the previous episode, we just took our time going through one region at a time. We're gonna bounce between regions. We're gonna start with worst co-parent, then partner in crime, then worst roomie, then real name. We're gonna go Sweet 16, Elite Eight. It's gonna be a blast. So without further ado, Riles, Mr. Beans, let's start with the worst co-parent region. We have Dr. Octopus. And Sinestro. Between these two, Riles, which is the worst co-parent? Well, between those two, there's only one actual parent. Because mm. the other guy can't get with a girl to save his life. Because right. he's creepy and has weird hands. Now, we have hearing, I'm hearing game over. Oh, that threw me over. <laughs> that, that, that marker threw me off completely. I don't know why. So... So Doc so, can't even produce. Right. How did he even get this far? Well, because we decided that Doom had a castle. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He doesn't have a kid either, but yeah. he's stolen kids. Quite an upset for Dr. Octopus in round one, so he can't even have a kid, can't even qualify. Yeah. He's in the wrong region. Right. What a freaking villain. Right. You know the kid's going to be smart. Yeah. And you know the kid's... Yeah, I mean, that's why you got He's going to be smart, and Doc Ock... Listen, Sinestro's, Sinestro's the worst co-parent because Sinestro's that parent who's a dick and doesn't recognize that they're a dick. In fact, thinks that they are noble and high-minded and in fact hold the moral high ground. The worst. That's the worst. Well, we go back to the daughter. Yeah. Him and his daughter are on opposite teams. Yeah. And then she comes over and corrupts. Mm-hmm. He corrupts her a little bit. Then, yeah, yeah. No, I said no. Yeah, yes. he's, yeah. he's okay. devious. Okay. He's got the evil mustache, to be honest with you. Sinestro moving on to the Sweet 16. Congrats, Sinestro. And I guess actually congratulations to Doc Ock. You're not as bad as others. Okay. Atrocitus and Modoc. This is where we have to use our imagination because I'm pretty sure Modoc can't reproduce. Never. 
And really, atrocities. Maybe, that, maybe that shouldn't be too much of a criteria. Maybe I overstated that in the previous round. <laughs> That's <laughs> my fault for starting it. Um, because, uh, yeah, Atrocitus is going to be very angry. He's yeah, going to be yelling at issues. your kids all the time. Yeah. Every time you get your kid back, he's going to be crying because dad yelled at me and threw lava at me. Mm -hmm. And then the other one mm -hmm. is, honestly, where he terrifies you with anger, he terrifies you with looks. Sheer weirdness. Yes. Yeah, you don't even want to be seen with Modoc. Right. So do you want right. your kids to be terrified? Right. Or do you want them to be cocky, arrogant bastards? Because they're going to run over him. Yeah. Um, I think I think Modoc is the worst co-parent because you don't want to be seen with that co-parent. You don't want to be acknowledged as, yeah, this is this is my this is my partner in parenting. I don't think so. Now, Atrocis is going to embarrass you at the at the game, at the sporting event, because he's going to get kicked out every single time. You're going to be like, can you just can you just Watch little Johnny play for fun, please. Can we just enjoy a game once? So it's gonna spoil that. This is this is a tough one. For but he me. will light a fire under your kid's ass. Yeah, your, your kid's, kid's gonna, gonna be motivated. Your kid's gonna be successful with Modoc. Your kid's just gonna be straight. He's gonna be a dick. Modoc's your the kid's worst. gonna be a dick. <laughs> yeah. So Modoc advances. <laughs> That's how this region works. The worst keep on coming. All right. Uh, now Iron Man. Who advanced? <laughs> Which one of these is not like the other? Iron Man and Dark Side. Quite the pairing we have here. We go back to Dark Side and what he did with his children. I know. It's, I, that's a tough one to come back from. Gave away his biological child, took the adopted child, and tortured them. I, I mean, this planet is worse. Slaves. I don't know how it gets worse. Yeah. Iron Man, I feel like if he had a kid, might, responsible. It, it might turn him around a little bit, you know? He yeah. might try to be a good dad. Right. He, he's going to spoil the kid, but it's dark side. I mean, he's just Hands terrible. Down. Terrible. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if dark side wins this region. I would but be we'll see. His competition in the Sweet 16 is going to be determined between Raz or Raish, depending on your preferred pronunciation, Al Ghul, and Hella, both a couple of bummers. Both have a association with death. Hella is, uh, you know, the, the the queen of death, daughter of Loki, god of death. That is, that's pretty good. I think in the comics she's daughter of Loki, not actually sister of Loki. Fascinating. In okay. the comics, I think yeah, she's the daughter. Okay, okay, okay. So, so some questionable heritage uh, that could lead to questions. I just want to see because I'm curious because yeah. the Norse mythology is so. Weird. Oh, it's it's all over the place. Um, it's all over the place. Now, Ra's al Ghul can, as you stated earlier, can come back from the dead. But, again, whored out his own daughter to Bruce Wayne. Terrible grandparent. Hella, at least, is going to have, like, some genuine power, some genuine pop. She feels like a loyal person, right? Uh, not necessarily for good, but loyal nonetheless. Uh, my vote here is for Ra's al Ghul. I think this is the worst co-parent. Between these two, what would you say, Raz? I would say Raish as well. Yeah. Because, you know, there's been multiple times where, you know, he they've had weird grandkid mixture things. Oh, and you're recent, right. It messes with the genetics. Right. Recently, oh, with the, oh. right, recently with the kids, uh, he combined Slade Wilson's DNA with Talia's and had Jeez. gave Damien a half brother that he decided to experiment on. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Raish for sure. Yeah, that's hard to that's really hard to get on board with. Okay. Well, there's your worst co-parent region. We'll come back to them for the Sweet 16 matchups here shortly. But first, let's drop down here to the partner in crime. 
region, the survivors from round one, Baron Zemo and the Flash. Which of these two are the better partner for the perfect crime? I think Baron's outmatched here, Riles. I think so too. Yeah. Because, you know, Baron, as clever as he is, yeah. he's not. He's not gonna. That fast. No, he's that, not, that's not gonna overcome the sheer speed of right. the fastest man alive. He, he's in and out. Like, he's a getaway driver. Yep. And a th- like, thief all in one. Yeah. I think you go with the Flash. Yeah. And I think, like, on the one hand, you think the Flash is not a criminal. Okay. But he's gullible. He's gonna believe what you say. And so if you convince him, which wouldn't take a lot of convincing, that the wrong thing to do is for the right reason he's in. So, yeah, you, you've got him. He's going to do whatever you want him to do. The Flash. Sorry, Zemo, but pretty good on Zemo that he made it into round two. Favorable matchup in round one with one Roman, but I digress. All right. Brainiac and the Wasp. Oh, this one's a little curious. This one's a little curious. Yeah, you have somebody who can get into tight spaces. Yeah. And really good you know, thief. Killer yep, made thief. Right. Can't see her. But then you have the mastermind, Brainiac, who could come up with a plan in milliseconds. It kind of comes down to, do you want to not have anybody know that it was you? Because if so, that's the wasp. That's your partner in crime. Or do you really just not give a heck and you're going big like Brainiac? Like, hey, we're not trying to steal something relatively modest in size. We're actually trying to steal a portion of a planet, a city. Right, so the scale we'll steal here, the Earth's core. The, sca- the scale here matters quite a great deal. Uh, well, if we go off that, I think it, it's an easy, easy no-brainer. What's your no-brainer? I think it's a wasp. Mm, interesting. Because you know, I don't want people to know that it was me. That kind of is part of the crime, right? You really don't want someone to know it was you. Right. Yeah. Every good movie tells us this. All the Oceans movies tell yeah. us this. This is true. Yeah. The Wasp been an upset, I think. Yeah, I think that is an upset. Good for you. A couple of Vs, The Flash, and The Wasp. We'll meet in the Elite Eight. But before we get that far, we still have Nightwing and Zatanna. Acrobatics for an I love Dick Grayson, but this isn't a good spot for him. No. Tough he, matchup. Magically. Yeah. In and out. Yeah. Boom. Dick she Grayson has the post play, and Zatanna's reigning in threes. Right. Threes, sh- threes more than two. Right. All she has to do is talk backwards, and the mm-hmm. things in her hand. Yeah. And it goes with Zatanna. That was ugly. Right. That was ugly. Sorry, Nightwing. Okay, how about Reverse Flash and Kingpin? Getting a little villainous here. Right. Well, Reverse Flash is the same as the Flash. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love how they're in the same bracket. Anyways. Wow. Um, right. Same region. Interesting. Interesting. And we have Kingpin, who probably already has it. You're right. He probably already has it. Yeah. The Kingpin's the one guy that I would say, if given time, could figure out how to get the better of one of the flashes. But if it's a like this, short turnaround, you don't have a whole lot of prep time. I think here's the question you have to ask yourself. Who do you trust more? <laughs> oh, neither. Neither. Um, here's, here's what I'll say on behalf of the Kingpin. Right, as far as a partner goes. If you're on the Kingpin's side, he's a pro. You do like what you say you're gonna do for the Kingpin, he will do what he says he's gonna do for you. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean you should trust him because he's always thinking so many steps ahead as to how he can leverage you to his best interest. But he's not gonna kill you, whereas the reverse flash 
is just going to murder you for the heck of it. So I trust, between these two, I trust neither of them, but I really trust Reverse Flash the least. And that's why I think Kingpin's the better partner. He is. Yeah. Yeah. No, good dialogue there, but no question, Kingpin better than the Reverse Flash as far as a partner in crime. I mean, he is the Kingpin of crime. So... He needs to be there in this week 16. Okay, outstanding. Now to the worst roomy region. We have Aquaman and Parasite. A lot of moisture and a lot of where'd my stuff go. Right. Yep. So Aquaman, still talking to fish. Yep. You know, your house, your house is going to be an aquarium. Yep. Um, and Not then, ideal. Right. But with Parasite, you know, he's sucking the life energy out of you every single day of your life. Yeah. Electric. You're just depressed. Like, you're just like, oh, why, why, is my, why am I down? Electric bills through the roof. It's Parasite. Yeah. Yeah. Aquaman's not very good either, but Parasite, you're the worst, bud. You're just there. Okay. Also, we have Supergirl and Wolverine. Why do I feel like both of these would be untidy roommates? They would probably be. Right? Yeah. But, and Supergirl gets away with it because she's hot. Mm-hmm. That's and right. She no, one's, no one's ever expected her to clean up after and herself. And you know she's hot. And she knows she's hot. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. And with Wolverine, I mean... Ooh. You can't have confrontation with Wolverine. No. And that's tough. That's and, a really awkward spot for cigar- there's cigar butts everywhere. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, the smell again. Just not yeah. good. Yeah, smell. Yeah. And he's got at least three different women over at a time. He's the worst. Yeah. yeah. He is. Yeah. Yeah. I, feel I like mean, you can, at least with Supergirl, you got something to look at, you know? <laughs> well, maybe she'd bring some guys over that are, you know, yeah, I don't want fun to, to hang out with. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe. Clark. Clark would be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there's yeah. potential there. We'll bring. Yeah, that's so much. All right. Moon Knight. And Hulk. I feel like this is tough. This is tricky. Uh, Moon Knight, unpredictable. Hulk, angry all the time. So here's a question. Is it certainly Hulk? Or do you actually have Bruce Banner who could become the Hulk? I don't know if we established this in round one. I feel like this is the Hulk character as a whole. Yes. Bruce. Yes. Joe fix it. Right. So... See, I both have cases of multi-personality disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would trust Bruce more to keep it together. I don't think I would. No? No. He's That's interesting. He's teamed up with the Hulk before to be like, hey, let's just kill all these people. But don't you think, I think there's some loyalty where he would at least take care of you as his roommate. And as soon as he likes you as his roommate. I don't know. I also look you gotta at break it, the tie for me here. I, I feel see, tied on this one. Okay, this is where this is where my thought process goes. Yeah, do it. Do you like your stuff? Yeah. yeah, he's going to break your stuff. You're right. He's going to turn. And then he's also going to be that guy that's going to borrow a pair of pants, hulks out, and then you lose those pants. Actually, let me let me rephrase that. Pants always make it. It's the shirts that don't. <laughs> yeah, but even so, even if you get the pants back, they're so stretched out, they're useless. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Hulk Richard. Oh, Moon, Knight's, Moon Knight's definitely a wild card. Yeah, yeah. Not the best. Okay, now we're getting into real some ugh, bad territory. Yes. Red Skull and Lex Luthor. Both are bummers to hang out with. Like, yeah. neither of them bring anything good to the table. I still think this is a walk away, like, do layup. It. Do it. Nazi. Yeah. There's going to be Nazi memorabilia Shivers. everywhere. Yeah. Hydra memorabilia. The dude's gone off in German for yeah, no reason. It's hard to overcome. Red Skull. Yeah. <laughs> By far. You can't bring people over. No. No. You never even want to live where you live. Right. 
Yeah, bad, 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 bad. All right, moving on from the worst roomy region to the best real name region. We have Thor, a classic, paired up against Black Bolt. Black Bolt just sounds cooler, doesn't it? So much of this is what sounds cooler. Thor Odinson, Black Agar, Boltagon. Thor Odinson, Black Agar, Boltagon. That's a winning name right there. Yep. What a lame way to come up with the last name, by the way. It's like, who's your... Keep back in your closet, I'm sorry. Who's your dad? Okay, and then put the word son after it. It's true. It's lame. That's... That Odin creative. Odin Borson? It's not even creative. <laughs> oh, that's a boar, son. Oh, Anyways. Yeah, it's tough. I hated that. Yeah, exactly. not good. Okay, how about for our guy Daredevil, all right, Matt Murdock. Badass name. Great name. Martian Manhunter. Jean Jones. Jean Jones. J apostrophe O N N. J apostrophe O N Z. It's disease. It's disease. Yeah. yeah. Good night, Daredevil. I'm going to abbreviate this a little bit. No, I don't blame you. Eminem, Martian yeah. Manhunter. Or I could put JJ, but that's funny. Will the real Slim Shady please, please stand, stand up? up. <laughs> All right. Magneto against the Punisher. So Eric Lencher against Frank. Castle. I mean, what name here? And by the way, it's Eric Magnus Lencher. I believe his middle name is Fair Magnus. enough. Okay, okay, that helps. That, that helps his case. A, it doesn't still, change the outcome. No, it's still probably no, Frank it's still Frank Castle. There's so much weight. Oh. There's so oh. much weight to the name Frank Castle. You know? Right. I just. Right. Right. You go Punisher here. Yeah, no question. No question. This um, one's tough for me. This one will be a little bit more tricky. Yep, especially with your affinity for. Uh, Deadpool, and Ghost Rider. Wade Wilson, mm -hmm. Wade W. Wilson, the mm -hmm. triple W. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Johnny Blaze. I hate to do I hate it to do it to my boy, but it's Johnny but it Blaze. Cooler. It has yeah. to be Johnny Blaze. So much about the sound. Yep. Oh, I'm crying. Yeah, I'm tough break for our guy Wade. We're big fan favorites, but you lose here. You do. You just do. Okay, so there's your real name. Region. We're down to the Sweet 16, boys and girls. Let's keep ripping through it. Let's actually pick oh. up from where we're at. Let's do a little boomerang action here. It? You bet. So let's stick with Punisher, Ghost Rider, all right, Frank Castle, Johnny Blaze. This is tough. This is tough. This is tough. Do you want what sounds tougher, which is Frank Castle, or, you know, cooler in a... Frank Castle Junior is, high sense. Frank Castle's tough, but Johnny Blaze is... Kind of badass. Yeah. I think it's the difference of season of life, right? right? The younger you are, the more you want to be named Johnny Blaze. The older you are, the more you want to be Frank Castle. Frank Castle is going to endure. Johnny Blaze is cool for a little while, but then Johnny's got to grow up and be called John. You convinced me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Frank Castle yeah, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Frank, good for you, bud. He's in the Elite Eight. Who's going to match up with between... Black Agar Boltagon and John Jones. This is tricky. This one's really tough. This is tough. <laughs> but Black Agar Boltagon, it's so unique. And I want I want our guy Martian Manhunter to advance because of how deeply we care about him. I was but gonna say, if he wins this whole thing, is it big? <laughs> yes, the answer is hundred percent yes. We're not doing this honestly. Uh, but with John Jones. 
there's some points for your creativity, and at the same time, you just threw some apostrophes in there with some Z's. Good work. You know, if you, were, if you were given a limited amount to work with, you've done well. But if you were given the whole alphabet and you came up with uh, black agar boltagon, yeah, it's pretty. And well, I mean, and if you take out the spelling, it's John Jones. Yeah. It's a very common first yeah. name, very common last name. Yep, it's got some weaknesses. I love you, Mark. It's got some weaknesses. It hurts me. I'm sorry. Ugh. Farts, I can't believe we did that. Black garbled gun. It's just two times being genuine and honest is painful. Okay. It's just too powerful. All right, back to the worst roomy region. Parasite and Wolverine. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Hulk and Red Skull. Nazi and Hulk. It's Nazi. It's it? Nazi. It's 100% Nazi. This might be a This is going to be a walk away. This is going to be a walk away. You can't deal with a Nazi. You can't have anybody over with a Nazi. Is this my house? Yeah. What's so giant no, Nazi? I don't know. Yeah, not good. Not good. Okay. Parasite and Wolverine. They're both just gross. They're yeah. both just gross. I, I think Parasite is the grossest. I Well, this is why I say Parasite over Wolverine, okay? Yeah. Wolverine, like, if you get mad at him, you can just shoot him, and it'll be fine. Because he can heal from it, you know? But, like, <laughs> Parasite literally will suck the life force out of you, you know? Yeah. Right? It, yeah, it's parasite, man. And if you shoot a bullet at him, he'll probably just eat you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wolverine. That is what I would do if Wolverine was my roommate. And he bothered me and just shoot him in the butt. And he'd probably think floor. it's hilarious, you know? In his defense, as a good roommate, he'd probably find good cheer out of it, right? He wouldn't reciprocate. He'd be like, it's no big deal. Oh, he would totally reciprocate. He just won't do it to you personally. He will right. instead, you know, cut your shorts up or, you know... Take, take your girl. If he's that petty, I think he would just feel like, you know, he, he would feel like you're just the little brother. You're like, really? That's the best he, you got. He Whatever. might ask you to shoot him. Right? He might. Right. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, Parasite for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Parasite. Walk okay. away. No doubt. Okay. For the partner in crime region, Zatanna and Kingpin. We're getting, this is really getting tough. Yeah, these are, these are challenging. The magic is really, really hard to do better than, isn't it? Oh, I agree entirely. Yeah. Kingpin, you know, you can already have it, but magic, yeah. you don't have magic, bud. Yeah. I think Satana takes down Bippity in an upset. Bippity boop. In an you know? upset. The kingpin of crime isn't even making it to the elite eight of the crime region. Incredible. Okay, great matchup here. This is one of the best in the Sweet 16. The Flash. The Wasp. Wow. Who? Wow. This is where I think you go with it. Who is more likely to assist you? The Wasp. I think so, too. Yeah. Like, the Wasp is probably more willing. Right. More eager. I think so, too. The Flash, he might get a conscience and go, wait a minute, I need to put it back. And then he's so fast, you can't stop him. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah, I think, yeah. I feel like this is an upset, too. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the Wasp. Yeah, love it. Okay, a couple strong ladies getting into the elite eight and the partner in crime. Wow. Good on you. That's great. <laughs> okay, worst Co-parent region, Dark Side and Ross Algo. The toughest matchup of the night. I agree. These guys suck as parents. They're terrible. They both torture their kids. They're terrible. They're really bad. And I'm probably gonna say Dark Side is the worst, just yeah. because of what he's leaving behind. Yeah. Raish is going to give you an empire. You're gonna go through a lot of crap, but you're getting an empire. That's true. Dark side. That's true. You're probably not getting an empire. You're probably just no. gonna be a minion for the rest no. of your life. It's yep, yeah, not good. Dark side, the worst. All right, 
Sinestro and Modoc. Really, we're just getting down to who's going to lose to Darkseid in the final. Uh, it's Sinestro, right? It's got to be. I think it is. Because this is where Modoc runs out of batteries. Modoc is a pushover. He is. So yeah, yep. you know, Sinestro's like. He's gonna, he could turn he turn your kids against you. He wouldn't care. Just a dick. He would go out of his way Terrible. to make him look like the better parent. Terrible. Terrible. True. Okay, let's do it again. Let's move around. Right let's stay right here. Elite eight time. Let's do a quick recap for where we're at in the Elite Eight. Here are our finalists. In the worst co-parent region, we have Sinestro and Darkseid. In the best partner in crime region. A surprise pairing, but one we're you know very confident in. The wasp. And Zatanna. In the worst roomy region, you have Parasite and Red Skull going for top billing. <laughs> and then in the best real name region, we have Blackagar Boltagon against Freight Mother Loving Castle. You know what I'm really proud of? I'm proud of the unique Elite Eight that we have. This is great. This is a fantastic. Oh my. Pair, right? Pair, yep. more than a yep. couple of pairs. A whole quadrant of pairs. A whole, a whole, a whole quadrant <laughs> of pairs. So, totally agree. That's right. You, you pick. Let's go random. Which region do you want to take the final distance well, first? Well, let's get the easy ones out of the way. Okay. Agreed. Worst roomie. Nazi. Yeah. It's got to be the Nazi. Yeah, it is. I mean, I would rather die than be associated with a Nazi. Like, let's just be real. That's good. That's a test you pass. And, by the way, he's not only just a Nazi. Technically, he just worked with Nazis. But he's somehow he's worse than Nazis. This like, is he true. believes everything that they believe in and then yet and takes then it to a worse level. Right, right. That's you, not great. You know what's bad when DC and Marvel cross over and uh -huh. the Joker goes, um... I may be a murderer, but I'm not a Nazi. And then shoots the Red Skull. <laughs> red that's, Skull. That's indicative right there. Worst right. roommate award winner. Congratulations, I guess. You piece of garbage. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next easiest one. The worst co-parent. It's Dark Side. It's Dark Side by a mile. Dark it Side is. by a mile and a half. We have the most evil people. I'm just winning this. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible stuff. Yeah, I don't think you can get worse as a parent than his dark side. I think he's the worthy winner, winner of this region. In a region littered, by the way, with bummers. Right? Like, this is actually a really tough bracket. It, it is. This is a difficult region. And when you come out on top, I mean, the only heroes, to backtrack a little bit here for the context... The only heroes that we had in this entire region, okay, were Iron Man, Plastic Man, Green Arrow, and Batman. The other 12 were all villains. Weird how that works, oh, isn't it? Man. This is all random. Yes. This was randomized, yes. so don't come at me. Right, no manipulation here. If there was manipulation, you'd know it because Martian Manhunter would be winning. Criteria be damned. We, we have established that. Yep. Yes. All right. All right, two really great... Great matchups let's, here in the regional finals. Let's go to real names. Okay. Black and Garboltagon. Brink Castle. Mystical, powerful, mysterious, unique hero. And then the anti-hero of all anti-heroes, the Punisher. 
I, I don't know which way to go. They're both phenomenal. Both would be worthy of the title of regional champ. Hey, can you grab that pencil, Blackagar? Hey, Frank, you want to grab that spoon? <laughs> I don't know which sounds more badass to you. Blackagar's got a great it, It's Blackagar by far. All right. All Put right. him on there. Black uh, Bolt in the final four. Good for him. What a come up. I couldn't have called this. No. No. Great name. It's fantastic. He's a worthy, name. He's a worthy winner. I would have been content and at peace with Frank Castle winning this region because I think it's such, like, there's some beauty in the simplicity. Um, probably where he loses is that first name. Hard to put Blackagar up against Frank and say Frank is going to come out there. So I said it like that out loud. Yep. You had to hear it. Yeah. I wouldn't yep. want to be Frank. <laughs> no, you can be Blackagar. Right. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Blackagar? Yo, what's up? That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. That's great. All right, the last final four participant will be one of the Wasp or Zatanna, who is our regional champ from the best partner in crime region. These are two great candidates. They're two great candidates. The Wasp is limited, but not, not, not as much as most, but she is limited physically. She can change her size, that's outstanding. But when you've got magic, that's, that's tough. I'd love to say the Wasp could pull the upset and maybe, maybe one or two times out of 10, she could in this matchup. But I think Zatanna's got to be the favorite. To me, it's Zatanna's the winner because, you know, you get in there. Yep. Let's say worst of worst happens. They've got you surrounded. You're she can out. teleport you out. You're getting out. She's not getting out. Mm -hmm. She's she's getting out herself and then going to try to come get left, you. You are left behind. Right. But she'll, she'll come get you later. It'll be a jailbreak. Yeah, she'll come yep. get you later. But yep. you can just go with her. Mm -hmm. I'm saying Zatanna. Yeah. She's she's the better of the two in terms of partner in crime. Heck of a run by the Wasp, by the way. Uh, for sure. Look at who she took down. A little recap here from her regional run. She started out in round one by taking down Blade. That's that's no easy task. Then Brainiac, then the Flash, huge upset. But Zatanna, eh. you, want, you want to know the craziest coincidence that I've noticed about our bracket? Love okay. to. We've had 16 Marvel heroes, 16 Marvel villains, 16 DC heroes, 16 DC villains. Yep. DC villain, DC hero wow. up against each other. Marvel villain, wow. Marvel hero, up against each other, not rigged. That's I some swear organic to God. balance, Holmes. That's great. Well done. One person each represented. That's great. great we will never do this again. Nope. In the years that we do this, this will never happen again. Nope. Well, excited in our next pod to determine the ultimate champion of the JP and the Beans. First annual March Madness bracket. We'll be introducing the fresh criteria for the Final Four, as well as the championship matchup. They will be different criteria, so the outcome is very much in doubt. We will be deciding the criteria randomly, just to increase the level of chaos, but thank you for watching. We hope you've enjoyed rounds two, three, and four of our beloved bracket, and we're looking forward to wrapping things up with you here in two weeks' time. We're at the grand champion mm. of the JP and Beans Talk bracket, the JP and the Beans bracket.
will be decided, crowned. Really the highest honor that could be bestowed upon any of these respective Yes, characters. maybe we give them a trophy. Highlight, of their, figured that out highlight of their fictional careers. No right. question. For sure. No For question. Sure. Trophy. Love it. All right, Beans. Anything else you have, my man? That's about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you like this content, come oh, check us out. Come check us out at mm-hmm. TikTok at mm-hmm. Magic Beans Productions. You bet. Come check us out at YouTube, JP and the Beanstalk. And then I think that's it. That's great. Because hey, you found us here. We have over a hundred subscribers on YouTube. We did. Thank what you. A fun. Thank you for following. It fun means the world. That is. God bless you. Yeah. What a privilege to have you watch, listen, enjoy us. We enjoyed the heck out of doing this. So stay with us guys. on the journey. Appreciate it. Mm. Yes. On mm. that note, Godspeed. <laughs> All right, peace. Love it. Oh, that was a delight. It was good. That is so much fun.